Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. For today's update, I'm somewhat ecstatic that I'm not going to have to spend hardly any time at all speaking about the the chaos and the nonsense and the childishness that is the certain animal tokens that exist that are the current chatter points because there's not really much to talk about that I feel is worth your time. Uh, I should be clear here. And I am going to focus a little bit more on some more relevant news that will affect you in 2022. I can guarantee you this. So let's get right into it. Number one, I think more, most important, you might've noticed if you have been watching that Ethereum and Bitcoin have been tanking and the tanks are temporary. They will recover. And I argue that they're going to start spiking in the new year for a couple of reasons. But first, some speculation as to some of the causes behind some of these tanks. When you see this much drop, it usually indicates sell-off. At a large degree, that is more than the buy-in or the mining activities. So if you didn't know, the president signed the infrastructure bill, quote-unquote, into law that was signed on Monday. And it's important that you understand what happens with the the so-called bill as it pertains to cryptocurrency because they, as they tend to do commonly, slipped in verbiage that affects the cryptocurrency uh, ecosystem and thus affects you, especially if you directly hold Ethereum or Bitcoin. Now, for Ethereum's drop, that's actually a good thing because the drop in Ethereum in terms of price tends to, not always, but tends to, lower gas fees, right? So if you're doing trades, you might see some discounts on gas fees that were not expected. That is directly attributable to the sell-off of Ethereum availability. There seems to be that trend on occasion, not always, but on occasion. So you can benefit from this, but it's not good overall because in the bill, what they snuck in was a clause, and it's, it's a common thing I argue it's the precursor to what they're trying to do, which is to basically force cryptocurrency to behave like the stock market. In the new bill, a broker, and the broker is not fully defined, but a broker will need to give a 1099. Now, this is standard in the United States. It basically means that you need to have a document that gets sent to the IRS that says you made this much money in terms of your gains, right? And if you sold out or any of that kind of stuff. It's basically an accounting of the money that you made as part of your trading activities. Normally, ones like Coinbase were already doing this because they already knew it was coming and there was no harm to do it because really you should be doing your tax filing. But the government, the current administration realizes that there are a lot of people who are basically ducking their tax obligation. And so the 1099 is their way to avoid that obligation, get it reported to the IRS first, then the IRS can make their own decision as to whether or not they're going to pursue you for the money that they feel that they are owed. Now, with this whole process of this onboard, a lot of the exchanges that you see that are openly ready to work with people will start blocking the United States, I guarantee you. I don't know which ones, but I can almost assure you that they're going to start blocking. Binance.com already has. Um, many of the other ones are likely not going to comply with that rule. They'll just block United States IP addresses. Or if you have an address in the United States, they'll just say, well, you no longer can transact here because they're, they don't want to comply with that rule, especially if they're coming from like China, 
or Japan or the UK. UK probably will be okay with it, but China, Japan, you know, one of these other ones, Russia, they're not going to want to comply with that rule because in their mind it's stupid. And so you may lose access to certain of the exchanges. So be on the lookout for emails, which is why I'm so harping on in my reviews whether or not they support Outlook addresses because some of you may only have an Outlook email address. And so if they don't support it correctly, you won't get these critical messages that you're supposed to get that help you understand what's going on with your investment. And also why I say it's a good idea to have access to multiple exchanges that you're using as opposed to holding to just one, which is your psychological ideal, but it's not good because you can run into problems like this and then get stuck and trapped, and we don't want to see that. So I speculate that this new bill and the potential risk and, and firmer around it has caused people to sell because they're kind of getting out of it before that goes into play, before the new year, because what then happens is you could have significant gains of a sort, and currently you're on an exchange that doesn't have that requirement, and they're not going to do it, so you're basically ducking it and then cashing out before it hits you, especially people that were recently made millionaires, you know, people that uh, on the Bitcoin side in particular, you might have people that recently became millionaires from their Bitcoin stash, and so they're trying to get ahead of the rules. On the Ethereum side, I think it's a little more subtle. I think on the Ethereum side, it's more of let's get out of Ethereum and move it to something else rather than Ethereum, something that's a little bit more stable that just kind of sits there. If they're doing that, the way you would know it is if you look at the prices of stable coins versus non-stable coins, you would see a, what looks to be an increase of the stable coin. Obviously, a stable coin is stable in price. However, it can still go up, which just indicates traffic going to it. And as of today, that seems to be the case for most of them. So that means that some people are actually cashing the stable coins, I don't think that's a smart move because the stable coin is in the direct target scope of the United States government. And so if they were going to go after something, it's likely to be the stable coins first, not your Bitcoin. Bitcoin they may go after, but not like the stable coins. The stable coins are easy because the price doesn't change, right? You could have $500,000 in Bitcoin. It tanks and then it goes to $400,000. If they were going to claim that you had a $100,000 gain, but then you realize a $100,000 loss, you just have now zero taxes. So you could technically influence the system by way of the volatility, which is one of those trading strategies I've talked about. That could come into play where I, I think the easy route is going to be the total portfolio, which Coinbase would do. But for other exchanges, they'll just look at the stable coin because the stable coin should be backed by fiat. And then fiat, it's easier for them to trace. So I think it's a developing thing. And I believe 2022 will tell us more about the long-term impacts of this change and what it means for you as a trader. As far as actions or call to action, at the end of the day, all you need to worry about is do what you do. If you're in an exchange, be aware you might get an email if it's one that's not in the United States telling you that you're locked out. If you're in the United States, that they may block you from it because they don't want to comply with the rule. It's not that you did anything wrong. It's not that you're a security risk, just that many of them are, are likely not to want to comply with that rule because it's an overhead that doesn't apply to the majority of their customers. And then let's do an exchange next, and then I'll actually wrap up with the new coin, or I should say another coin not new this time but let's talk about another exchange and the reason i'm going to cover this one quick is because 
It's one that was on my radar before. I've been looking at it since September, but because of their setup, I purposely avoided it. They have since fixed the main concern I have. Now they have another issue that I consider a non-starter, and I would not recommend them for this purpose as a true exchange because I don't see that they qualify. They're kind of like the, the Robin Hood of exchanges. And so I'll talk about them. There are some pros and cons, but I do not recommend them, and that is Weeble. If you don't know what Weeble is, Weeble is not just a crypto exchange. It is a regular exchange, so you can change stocks. It supports IRAs. Um, it supports um, margins. So you have all the different varying trading tools at your disposal. It's not just crypto. Crypto just happens to be, to them, a type of asset that you can trade alongside your stock portfolio. This may be appealing to you if you are trying to do an super diverse portfolio the reason i say i can't really recommend them for everybody is because they don't support crypto deposits so if you're trying to migrate from say coinbase or something else you cannot you would have to convert it out to fiat which means you're going to realize a loss potentially then you would basically buy into webull buy the crypto directly there from that fiat which means you're going to potentially realize another loss because they may charge you I'm not a fan of this. I think you should be able to simply move, deposit, withdraw, deposit crypto from A to B. And the reason I think that's important is because the moment that you cash that crypto out, the 1099 I talked about comes into play. So you have now realized whatever gain or loss. And if it was a significant gain, that means you are on the hook for taxes because you did a withdrawal. It's no different than Social Security or other types of asset classes where the moment you take a withdrawal, that's when the taxable comes into play and because of this i like to see that you can transfer assets to assets like if you were to leave a company and you had a 401k and you can roll that 401k over into a rollover ira or into another 401k and you are no longer you're not taxed you're not on the hook for taxes because you didn't realize any gain from it it's still an investment at the core so the lack of ability to deposit a crypto i think is a concern i also did not see a withdrawal of concern uh, crypto option and again i'm i'm picking on these options because if you're going to offer cryptocurrency trade and capability i think you need to have deposit and withdrawal capabilities for that crypto as a crypto asset and not have it to force to change to fiat and then get nailed on taxes so because of this at least for united states citizens i don't know how it works outside of the u.s but in u.s i sim simply cannot recommend them for that point now that said if you wanted to use them for stock, absolutely. If you wanted to use them for other things, absolutely. Because in that, for the stock, they do have the transfer kit conduit because you have to because by law, they have to allow the ability to move stocks from one exchange to another. I just think that they should do the same for the crypto side because every other exchange does. But I'm perfectly fine with them as a stock trading tool. I'm perfectly fine with them now that they fix the, they remove the SMS requirement and you can sign up with an email and you can, do the TOTP and you can do all the regular high security things that we want out of an exchange. So for that, I'm, I'm highly recommending them for that. Um, the other piece I'll call out with Webull, they have arguably the best customer service that you can think of as far as the people, it, you know, you can contact them directly and they're nice people and they'll respond reasonably quick. And you know, they have issues understanding your questions sometimes, but it's not that they're, pushing back on you or telling you that you're wrong or that you're lying like Coinbase does. They actually try to help you solve the problem. And I was very impressed with their customer service. 
which is why I'm a little disappointed that they don't support these crypto transfer mechanisms like other exchanges, but they were willing to take the feedback to their developers and say, hey, this is something that's a need from your customers, and that's exactly what it is, but I'm surprised that they wouldn't have heard that feedback from hardly basically everybody else that's trading crypto because it's a common need, especially if you're coming from a Coinbase that openly supports it, why would Webull not have it? So I give ultimate praise to their customer support. I think very highly their support. I think it's the best support of every exchange I've ever reviewed to date. Um, and now that they fixed the SMS issue, I think they're good as a tool for stock trading and other types of trading or singular asset management. Let's say you're just now getting into portfolio and building it. They might be a good tool to look at instead of Robinhood because Robinhood doesn't even care about crypto. The other thing I'll call out with Webull if you do go this route, though, is remember, because they don't give you access to any wallet and because you can't do the deposit withdrawal, you don't own the crypto. You basically own an asset class underneath the crypto. The crypto is not in your ownership. So you're essentially, think of it this way, it's essentially like you're trading a stock that happens to be pegged or tied to that crypto. You don't own the crypto itself, which means they can lock you out of it. They can take it from you. They can block you from it, et cetera, if they chose to. That's a risk. But for some people, because of the way the stock market works, it might be a more comfortable experience for them to just have a single experience for all of their portfolio rather than have a crypto tool versus a stock exchange tool. So I'm not telling you that absolutely don't do it. I'm saying that I wouldn't recommend it as a crypto exchange. Hopefully that makes sense. Other than that, I'm, I have nothing but great things to say about their customer service and they're really nice people. And it seems like they're open to the, the feedback. So hopefully at some point in the future, they will open up and become a true exchange for crypto like I would want to see. And then I'll review it again and then we can go from there. And then let's wrap this up with a review of a token. And I backtracked on the word new because it's not new and I want to emphasize it is certainly not new. But it's one that I purposely not covered. Um, there's a couple of them I purposely not covered because they're still kind of iffy. They're still kind of up in the air. And I don't or didn't have a strong concern, a strong confidence in them as a token. I wanted to make sure that time passed, adequate time passed, for me to make sure I understand what their, what's their mission. What are you trying to do? What problem does your deal solve? And why should I care about you? That was hard for me to wrap my head around for many of the tokens. Even now, it's still hard. But I am going to talk about them because I think they're getting enough attention now that it's worth a relook. And so you're going to hear me on over the next couple of days talk about many of these tokens. The first one I'm going to talk about is Luffy Inu. Luffy Inu is one I've had my eye on for some time. I actually had a stake in it, and then I sold it. I may buy back in in the new year. I haven't fully decided on this yet, but I ha was bought into it. Um, it's an Ethereum-based token. It is available on a number of exchanges already. It's an established token, so it's not like it's a crack-a-dawn token, brand-new, high-risk type token. And it's one of the EMU tokens, just like with many of the other ones that, that kind of hooked their hat on the Doge team, but my understanding of Luffy particular is that it's changed since the initial launch where it started basically as we're going to build this token and then we're going to hook into the Inu 
grand, and then we're going to try to buy off Elon Musk. And then at some point, they shifted to a more serious model and tried to redesign everything they were doing, worked to drop the EMU part, uh, the logo, I believe, even changed. And so there's been a number of things that have happened. Um, they've renounced the contract. They've done burns. They've gone community. They've done a lot of different shifts and changes to try to strengthen the value of the token. And I have no concerns of the mechanics and the tokenomics at all. Um, it offers rewards. They do a recurrent burn for transactions. Um, they replenish liquidity. They have self-marketing. So I don't, and, and they claim to be fully doxxed. I don't have um, direct evidence of this. I see names, but they're just first names. I have to dig a little bit deeper to see if I can track down who these people truly are. But um, there's a lot that they've started building and working towards to try to increase the, not utility, but the credibility of the token. And stands out is that they don't have a lot of whales by definition. They, they do by cost money, but not to the degree that they could tank the token. I guess that's the best way to put it. And then many of those are kind of drip selling out. So they'll sell parts and pieces to realize profit out of it. Uh, so I think many of those will start disappearing. So I think they're, they're one of the tokens where they're right at the cusp of something potentially big in 2022, where now they can start a pattern of growth. Uh, they don't have a significant number of holders. So even though they have a marketing chest, I'm not sure why, but they don't seem like they have a lot of holders. I don't know if that's just because the, the logo that I see right now seems like, number one, it seems like there's going to be a concern with the logo appearance because it is um, potentially the same thing like Satama where there could be a uh, some sort of a likeness violation because it is a, pair, a popular um, anime character. So we'll see how that goes. But the community seems like it's a reasonably calm community. I don't see a lot of toxicity. And of course, because they're not reasonably large, then I can't say for certain that that will stay the same or it will change. Hopefully it does stay the same and they manage the community. Um, they're not overly aggressive as far as attacking other coins, so that's good. So if you like a community where it just seems like it's a cool, calm, laid-back type of community, then I would certainly look at that. Um, apparently, they had a lot of um, deals going on with people potentially sabotaging the token. This happened last month, and were able to um, recoup and get back on the green. That's a good, that's a positive. They don't seem to have an anti-whale by definition, at least not that I can see. It might be there, but I don't see it defined. And it looks like in terms of velocity, it's right there with Satama. Now, of course, Satama has been affected by what happened with the weekend, the Vegas event, and the Vegas event really harmed them, and I don't think they ever recovered. Of course, the downside for them is going to be the gas fees. However, you can always go to the exchange and avoid the gas fees. So it is something that if you want to consider Luffy as part of your portfolio, I would strongly recommend that you go into the exchanges and buy from there as opposed to buying from uh, the, you know, like Uniswap or something else. The last thing that I'll, I'll wrap up with for these guys is they are one that seem like they are actively using Reddit to communicate with people, which is unique. 
Um, Ryoshi is one that seems to do a decent job on Reddit, but then they're not consistent with the uh, Twitter people. Whereas the Luffy side seems like there's a very strong consistency between their Reddit and their Twitter. I have not looked at their Telegram because, of course, I'm anti-Telegram. But the communication I'm very impressed with from the Luffy team, which is why I said it's one I'm going to look into potentially buying back into. Um, I have to research the exchanges, see if there's already one that I've got money sitting in, and then I will buy in. And it looks like that answer is no, so I'll need to shift some money over to, looks like uh, L Bank is probably the best of the list, maybe Hotbit. One of the two, and then buy in from there. They also are on ShibaSwap, so if you want to swap for SHIB or swap one of the ones that's on the ShibaSwap ecosystem, that option is available. But again, I would recommend just buy from an exchange, uh, L Bank, BKX, XT, Hotbit uh, exchange, uh, and just pay whether fiat or transfer your crypto over there, do a swap to USDT, and then buy into uh, Luffy from there if you're going to buy into it. This one's a long play. It's clearly a long play. It's not something that's going to make you a millionaire in the short term now because it's already past the point of short-term profit having started in August. Uh, however, I do believe, and this is my own personal opinion, I want to stress this. I do believe that the fiasco that was Satama over the weekend has contributed a lot to the Luffy growth because what happens, and certain people don't understand this, is when you screw up, almost cussed, when you screw up to a degree and then you don't self-acknowledge the screw up and you don't get ahead of it to avoid the screw up the way you could have done, it tends to drive your investors to other projects that are similar in price but have better appearance of better mechanics and better things or they offer the same rewards or better rewards or whatever. You're just driving investors to other projects. There may be a faulty assumption that every investor is just going to build a diverse portfolio and buy into multiple projects. We want them to, but the truth is many don't. The moment that you burn them with a, with a almost cussed again, with a screw up event, at that point you've lost them. They don't believe in you. We've seen that on social media where people have openly said, you know, I don't believe in this project because of what has happened, which was avoidable and preventable. And so that may have contributed to some of the short term spikes that Luffy saw very recently uh, on its graph with more people buying in. And then, of course, all the stuff that they're working on now that they just announced out to Reddit are exciting things. Um, they're, they're kind of slow burn ramp up. They're very early in the process. It's just that from a price perspective, it's already past that hurdle of short-term immediate millionaireism. They're already past that, so it's a long haul. I would estimate this one's probably going to, if you bought in now and you put a decent bag in there, like say $100 or $1,000 in there now, I would estimate you won't see significant return on that until probably Q3 of 2022. But I do see that there's strong growth with it. I don't like it's Ethereum, but I do love that they're on exchanges, which negates the bad sides of Ethereum. And then, of course, because of the reflections, you have to keep it in a wallet unless you choose to keep it in L Bank. If you go to L Bank, they're not giving you the full amount of reflections. You may not care if you're investing a lot of money into it, I care because I wouldn't invest more than I can afford to lose. So it's a give and take. Do I buy in and then sit it in the wallet knowing that gas fees will nail me? Probably because as a long haul, it won't matter. I won't need to cash out for at least minimum a year if I choose to cash out. But it means I won't even be able to take any partial profits and I just have to be okay with that. 
So that's my daily update. Um, again, I think Bitcoin and Ethereum and crypto in general is reacting to what the president's just signed in, which is, I, I don't think it's the doomsday thing that the larger bill was going to do, but I do think it's going to have a negative impact on crypto, which is why I've been trying to get more information to people so that they can buffer themselves against what was coming because it was obvious it was coming. Hopefully, and this is my spoiler now that I mentioned from the beginning, hopefully in 2022, because of all the nonsense that has happened, we'll see a blowout in 2022 where the House and the Senate shift in power and certain people are evac'd like they should be and we start getting more common sense and we roll back some of the things that are put in place I don't expect all of them to be rolled back, but I hope that most of the more damaging ones are rolled back because I think it's a foregone conclusion, in my mind anyway, that the current administration has made so many mistakes that 2022 may yield a whole new uh, honor guard. And if we see that, we may be able to undo this damage that we're currently trying to do to the cryptocurrency community and allow things to get back to the, the what we had before. Uh, the current administration came in play. So let's watch it and see how it goes. But watch your portfolio, do your research, read up, and make sure you're up on this stuff.